The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, 3.06 on this uh, Tuesday. It is. uh, Tuesday afternoon and uh, our once a month visit from Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy is today. He joins us in studio with another edition of Fit After 40. Hey, don't. I can't get my headphones to fit today. <laughs> whoever whoever had these on, I'm very impressed. They must be really smart. Big giant head. <laughs> Lots of brains. That's, way, no, no, that's just those are stoffers. They're big me. to big to fit the ego. Uh, oh. ego. <laughs> hey, listen, Grant. We should say this right now because what ends up happening is in the in the seconds before we say goodbye to you, people start calling at four nine six zero zero six three. So my suggestion would be, regardless of what today's topic is if you have any question for grant fedoric from uh, leading edge get on hold right now at 496-0063 that's the reason he's struggling with those headsets oh that yeah. headset so we can hear you or text we're us. rolling these 630 630 oh there you go there we go you wanted to talk about ankles today well yeah you know it's neglected the ankles the ankles are neglected i think they I think they, so. I think they get injured all the time, and everybody just goes, "Ah, uh, it's just an ankle." But well, it's yeah, not just an it's ankle. It's not just an ankle. You kind of need it. And ankle injuries can be real difficult to recover yeah, from. Absolutely. But most people just say it's just an ankle. So there's so many things that can go wrong. So we could start with the common ankle sprain. All right. The most common thing people say. It's just an ankle sprain, and the most common way to do it is you roll it, right? Uh, yeah. You go over the top of it, and then the next thing you do, you look down at your ankle, and it's the size of a football. And of course, there's an injury there. Uh-huh. It doesn't just when you do that, you don't just um, injure the ligaments. You do damage to other parts of the of the tissue around the ankle, and sometimes you can break it. Yes. So we should talk about when you need to get an X-ray. And we can do that. But it's really important for people to know that it, that sprained ankle is not just a simple injury and it should be dealt with. And especially, I know we're talking fit after 40, but young people especially, it's really one of those things. When we were young and sprained an ankle, mm. it was kind of just suck yeah. it up, right? Go back out on the field. You'll be fine. Rub Put some, some dirt some tape in it. Well, that's where it walk it off came from. I think it did, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not that old, so I don't know that. <laughs> Take but. my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, I've been told that, right? I've had that same very injury and what happens when you do roll that ankle is there's one specific ligament that's most commonly torn and it's called the anterior talofibular ligament the atfl and when you do a sprain it there's three different degrees of sprain first degree little tiny amounts of that ligament are damaged the the ligaments what holds the bone and the bone the bo- two bones together and with a second degree more of it's torn and with a rupture it's no longer mm. holding on anymore. Now, just the amount of swelling can't tell you how much that ligament's damaged. You actually do need a chance to see somebody who can assess it and determine what degree it's damaged. But we certainly want to manage those because there's other problems that come about. When you do that kind of damage to it, you're not just injuring
strain the ligament, you're actually damaging the muscles and the tissue around it, the capsule, which is a little kind of um, elastic tissue that surrounds each joint. And many times you're that swelling in itself, as the swelling goes away, we think we're better, mm-hmm. right? Swelling goes away, no more pain, because the swelling's what actually causes the pain with a sprained ankle. It expands, puts pressure on pain nerve endings. It hurts like a, you know what, uh, aches, and we, we obviously know there's an injury, but as soon as that swelling goes away, we think we're fine, and in fact, we're not. Mm. We need to manage those. So you're, you're going to have to, I, I know you just said it eloquently, but you're going to have to sell me on this a little bit, because I sure. would never, ever go to a physiotherapist for an ankle sprain. Absolutely, you wouldn't. Most people won't. Because the swelling goes away and it feels right. better. So one of the most important things that happens when this... How many people out there, I'm sure listening, haven't just done it once? Twice, three mm-hmm. times, four times, yeah. or more? Well, there's a reason that it keeps happening over and over again, and it's not just because of bad luck or because of the sport we're playing. It's weak. It's part of it is weakness. That's probably the number one thing that is happening there. Number two is something called proprioception. Big word. It means our body's awareness of what's happening with the joint. Okay, so put your hand behind your head and wiggle your fingers. You don't sure. need to see you're doing it, right. but you know you're wiggling your fingers. Absolutely. Well, that's your that's the feedback mechanism of the body telling you that you're doing that. Our ankles and every joint has that feedback mechanism. When you damage an ankle, there's feedback from the muscles, ligaments, joint, nerves that tell our brain where it's at in space and what's happening with it, how fast we're pointing and pulling our toes back and forth even. So when we damage that feedback loop, our brain no longer knows or can react to a problem as quickly mm-hmm. as it did before. And so as an example, when I was younger and tore, and tore my ligament in my ankle, I could just step off a curb and I'd sprain it again. Yes. And it's not just because it's weak. It's because my brain wasn't quick enough to react to that situation. And so I kept re-injuring it. And that can be retrained and it should be. And it should be in most joints, not just the ankle. But um, it's a very important concept. So wait a in, minute. So do you do that recovery. retraining? We do. Yeah, How? absolutely. Well, if you're at home, it's not too hard. In with the ankle as an example, it's working on one leg balance. So standing on one foot is a good example. Putting on, you've seen these things like wobble boards, you see those, yeah. or sisal pads or like these kind of cushions. But somebody can do that training on their own at home on a pillow, standing on an uneven surface. And then what we want to do is take back, take out some of the other feedback mechanisms like our vision. Our vision helps us know what we're doing. Close your eyes and stand on one foot. It's not as easy if you're doing it with your eyes open. And as we're training at some after an ankle injury or a knee injury for that matter, we will take away those kind of compensatory mechanisms so that we can get them to be unstable and we can train that proprioception much better. So it's not just strength, it's your Mm. body's awareness. So we need to deal with that. That's just one thing that's neglected when you sprain your ankle. Man, these headphones are all over the place. My head must be (laughs) shrinking as we're talking. But without seeing them, you know they're on your head, right? I do. That's proprioception (laughs) at its best. You are getting it. I am catching on. You are getting it. So the other thing that can go wrong is actually scar tissue. And that's another one that we talk about a lot. And as we age, we do definitely have more problems with scar tissue. But that scar tissue that forms is really important. It provides the stability after you sprained an ankle. But it's also problematic if it's if it's built up or if, it's, if there's too much of mm-hmm. it or if it's too stiff. And because li- the ligament has elasticity, scar tissue doesn't have as much freedom of movement. And so it... It's like gumming up an engine, I mean, or, or parts in an engine that need to move. As that scar tissue forms, it doesn't allow the same freedom of movement in the ankle, also setting us up to keep on re-injuring sure. it over and over hmm. or having long-lasting pain 
even after the swelling's gone away. So it's not just an ankle injury. So do you have to pop that scar tissue and get your range of mobility back? Yeah, and it's not a matter of popping. We we prefer not to pop it. We'd prefer it to be slowly elongated okay. and broken down. There's different techniques we use. Lots of mobilization, hands-on, what are called frictions, or that technique that some have heard about, Graston technique. It's just another way to get at that scar tissue and create that healing process and elongate that scar tissue so that it doesn't become a problem. Huh. That's why we do this stuff. And, you know, it looks kind of, it looks neat, it looks, un- and it is uncomfortable sometimes, but there's a long-term benefit to treating these properly. Uh, Don Don has a question, and it's not quite. You just answered it, but you're you're, you're going to reiterate it for her. Okay? Sure. She says, "My son has sprained his ankle five or six times. He's currently has an injury after rolling it during the last week of volleyball. I'm afraid to have him keep playing volleyball and soccer. Is it wise for him to have a period of time away from sports? And if so, how do you know how long that period of time should be?" That's from Don. I think it's period away plus some treatment. That's right. And and you know it's a great question. Hmm. And each tissue and the type of injury that a person sustains will have a time period or a. a a kind of a natural history yeah. of how long it takes and with an ankle sprain or a ligament sprain depending on the degree but if we're talking about a first degree we're looking at about three weeks if we're, if we're into a second degree it's a minimum of six weeks wow. we really want to make sure that that tissue's got an opportunity to go through the healing phase called fibroplasia you can look it up it is a I won't get into everything that happens in that healing stage but at about the end of that stage is when our tissue is going to be as strong as it's going to be now we're worried about is it is the, are the muscles around it strong is that proprioception there and the beauty of these injuries is we can start right away there was a time when somebody sprained an ankle they were given crutches we don't do that anymore we actually want people on it weight bearing on that tissue actually helps with the healing so it's process. never too soon but is it ever too late uh, yeah, it's a great question. Sometimes it can get so, like scar tissue can be, can form to the point where it is very difficult to manage. I've had ankles that come in there three, four, five months afterwards and the person says, you know, I sprained my ankle, I'm having trouble with it. And I go check the range of motion and they can't even point their toe in five or 10 degrees and it should go much further than that. Just takes more work. Uh, is it ever too late? I, I always think that we can get something. We might not be able to get it all back mm. if you leave it too long. Curtis is on the phone. He has an ankle question. Hi, Curtis. You're on with Grant. Hi there. Hi. Go ahead. I'm um, just, uh, I had, uh, I have Halix rigidus. Yep. And I had the left toe fused, big toe knuckle fused already. Yep. And what's happening now is, uh, Man, if I even step the wrong way sometimes, or not even twist it, but I'll get some wicked pains where I can't even uh, kind of bend my ankle to go upstairs and stuff like that. Yeah, you're getting a, and are you just getting the sharp pain in the toe or are you getting the ankle, are you getting pain in the ankle? No, pain in the ankle now. Right. And so that's what he's talking about. Halix rigidus is actually a problem with the big toe. Oh, and okay. Right where the big toe bends the most, basically that joint, it becomes fused in a way or it can uh, due to many different problems. It can usually arthritis is the most common cause, um, but injury can lead to scar tissue that can lead to this halix rigidus. And what he's describing is happening is your big toe is pretty important. If it doesn't move, the rest of the ankle won't function as it should <laughs> because you can't go through a normal range of motion when you're pushing off, especially when you're walking at the very end, your toe needs to be bent back pretty good and you push off of it. And so essentially with that, he's having ankle problems as a result. Number one, um, we want to deal with the resultant 
problems. So I know this sounds like you're treating the symptom, but in fact, that's how you have to deal with this, especially if it's fused or if it's not fused, we can sometimes get you more range of motion back in that joint and that'll help because it takes away the initial problem. But if, if that can't be done, then we're going to deal with what's happening as a result. Oftentimes it's tendonitis or it can just be local inflammation of the capsule around the ankle. The only way to know though would be to see it and see where that problem, where the pain's arising. All right. There you go, Curtis. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. It's 318. A quick break. More ankle talk. Mm, lots of texts. With Grant Fedork right after this. Uh, welcome back to the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. We've been sitting and talking with Grant Fedorik from Leading Edge Physiotherapy in our regular monthly session of Fit After 40. And we've been talking ankles specifically. Yeah, so we've been talking about uh, sprains, um, breaks. Yeah, yeah. How do you know, right? That's a that's the one thing that a lot of people go straight to the doctor for, a big swollen ankle. And it's not that you shouldn't. Uh, okay. That's the important thing to know. What we look for, there's a few important things, is can a person walk on it, put weight on it? So the number one thing, if you if you literally cannot bear any weight on it, at all, that would be a good indication to get into the mm. doctor. It's something that should be x-rayed. We also look for severe tenderness above the outside of the ankle. Okay. So going up the kind of the bone on, right on the outside, you can barely touch it. When when those are when there's a fracture around there, it's not a matter of it's really tender. It feels like somebody's shooting you in the side of the leg. Okay. It's very painful. But um, the other thing I talk about with people is the type of pain, and it's really important to understand the difference. You know, you can have a fracture that's not so severe that really aches. But most of the time with a fracture in the ankle, there it's not that normal pain. So somebody's going to be thinking to themselves, what does that mean? It hurts. It hurts a lot. It's a lightning kind of pain. Okay. You, you, most people will have said they heard a pop or they felt something um, lots of times. If it looks deformed, you should be in and getting an x-ray. Uh. Don't phone me and say, do you think this is sprained? You know, it's definitely something that you should get into the doctor, get it, get it imaged, and then we deal with the consequences. Sometimes the ones that look really swollen and horrible are, aren't the worst ones that yeah. we see. Sometimes there's not really a lot of swelling involved in some cases, and there's a small stress fracture that we pick up on just because of the way the person describes it. They can't wait bare. It's not getting better and things like that. So really important that people do know when they should be u- utilizing, kind of getting into the doctor. And, and you know, the family doctor do- can do it can certainly look after you and get it x-rayed and do what you need to do. Depends on what time it is. Should you be going to Emerge? We'll leave that to Alberta Health to uh, put their postings out there as to when to go to what you, Emerge. What, what are your thoughts on wearing braces once you've once you've hurt or sprained or yeah. broken an ankle? Your thought on, on wearing a, an ankle brace? Yeah, initial stages. In that first kind of stage of injury, we definitely recommend protection, rest, ice, compression, yep. elevation. So one of the things I tell people is that that's a perfect time. It should be in a brace. It's not a bad idea idea to immo- have some immobilization um, so that the tissue can heal in a, in a non-damaging way. We don't want to be putting too much stress on it, particularly in the first week. So uh, an ankle brace in that time is it can be beneficial. Later on for sport, when somebody's got recurrent ankle sprains, as an example, we do it more on a case-by-case basis. Certainly certain sports owe to being uh, more careful volleyball is a good example basketball is another one you go up you can land at any time on somebody else's leg and that's when those injuries happen and there is some some 
evidence that having people wear braces, be strong and be have great balance and proprioception, but also wear a brace can prevent those injuries from happening. But probably the number one thing to do when that first happens, besides you know protecting it and bracing it, is using like an ice bath mm. and, and managing that swelling. You'll see all kinds of evidence out there now that's saying perhaps that's not the best thing to do because we do want some swelling, but using it in the initial stage, that first 24 hours to help you manage the pain and get some of that swelling down, in my opinion, very effective way to manage a, a brand new acute ankle sprain. Rapid fire from the text line. Yeah, okay. I'm just looking at some of these. Uh, this one here, does gout that flares up in the ankle cause damage, Nick wants to know? Um, damage gout, basically a, when it gets really hot and there's a buildup of uric acid in the joints is essentially what gout is. It's very painful. Over the long run, there can be changes to the joint as a result for long-standing gout. And I'm glad that this question got asked because I was going to ask you off air after we were done here. The outer side of my foot is now hurting just out of the blue. What should I do to fix it? Exercise, stretch? Right. So it depends on where on the outside, outer side of the foot. If it's right on the outside of the foot, most common, again, this is on the radio. I'm not getting a chance to see this, but it can be because of a problem with a tendon that attaches to the outside of the fifth metatarsal called the perineal tendon. Um, it's one of the most common causes of outside of the foot pain, but it also could be a joint that's not moving properly. My answer would be get in, get a look at make sure we find out what's causing the pain because then we can give the right advice as far as what to do as far as treatment goes. It's never a one, it, there's no cookie cutter for injuries around the ankle. You know, people, and since it's called fit after 40, and I am, uh, people, uh, you know. 40 I'm, or fit after? after. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up some days, I'm 60, you wake up some days with like a bruise or a pain or. Yeah. You just go, I didn't do anything. Yeah. I, I just went to bed. So <laughs> you feel like you're not going to bother a physiotherapist or a doctor with this. Right. And it depends on how long it's lasting. I, you know, we have that conversation. If it's just the way you woke up and it's there and throughout the day it gets better, that happens. It happens to everybody. It happened to us when we were younger. We just didn't pay attention to it. <laughs> but as we age, we definitely, they stick can stick around and you may not know what you did, but you may have done something. So if it's around and it's lasting more than a week or two weeks, that's definitely a time to get it checked. Easier to deal with when they're two weeks old. Really quickly, is there treatment for hammer toe? Uh, is there treatment to correct the hammer toe? If it's a painful hammer toe, we can help with the pain and manage it. Correcting the actual structural deficit, very difficult. Sometimes modifying their footwear, changing what they're wearing, or an orthotic can be prescribed to help with the pain. People do not need to see you, have a prescription to see you. No, they don't. They can just come down and give us a call and we'll get them in and have a look at what's going on. All right. And then someone has a sore ankle has been causing them grief over 25 years. Yeah. Well, we definitely want to see that as soon as possible. <laughs> well, and that's, 25 years that is a long time. That was the text time. where he said, is it ever too late? Is, no. Yeah. And yeah. it's not. And you know what? My answer to that is certainly these things can sometimes be managed. And if they can't, we'll let you know. I think maybe next time the ankles, are, there's a lot more things that can go wrong than just a sprained ankle. So we should probably bring the ankle back up and maybe the next time we're talking. Sounds good. LeadingEdgePhysio.com is the website. There is a link on there that says Ask the Physio. Grant is there. He's at your beck and call. <laughs> yes, He'll get I get back am. to you. Just uh, check it out again, LeadingEdgePhysio.com. Thanks, Grant. Hey, thanks for having me again. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.